0: Gautam, could you share any stories about your meetings with Eckhart Tolle? Any incidents that stood out? Yeah, there were two incidents. Actually, there were quite a few, but uh, it's quite funny. He's quite a funny man. So, uh, one I remember, we were visiting him in Glastonbury. I think this was in 2004. A group of us. went, and I had looked up the internet, Google and all that stuff, to see what's there, to see in Glastonbury. And I found one man who was very knowledgeable, he would show us around, he was doing a day tour. So I fixed everything up, and we'd see this, that, and the high point of the tour was the Glastonbury Tor, which is this hill, very sacred hill. So he would take us up that hill and explain to us the significance, the theories, etc. And Glastonbury is a very special place. So all this was finalized. Now what happened was, the evening before we had dinner with Eckhart in Glastonbury. So he said, what are you guys doing tomorrow morning? So I told him, I said, you know Eckhart, we fixed this whole thing up. This guy is really amazing. and..." Uh, I think you should come along, you know, because it will be really entertaining. He said, I have spent many years, I mean many years or a couple of years, but a lot of time in Glastonbury. So he said, would you like me as your tour guide? So I said, you got to be kidding, I mean, you know, we'd love it. He said, but there'll be one difference. So I said, what? He said, I won't say a word. <laughs> you know, so. I mean, naturally, I had to apologize profusely to the tour guide we set up, and I couldn't tell him the reason why, because he wouldn't understand it. But anyway, that was shelved, and so the next day, we all went up with Eckhart, it was I think a 45-minute climb up the Tor, in complete silence, and I tell you, it was the best, it was true justice being done to that walk up the Glastonbury Tor. Words would have been superfluous, you know. And I really liked my time with Eckhart because my own nature was of being quiet. Even Ramesh would keep telling me, you know, you're a quiet boy. Even I was when I was 40 years old. No, when I was 39, he would still say you're a quiet boy. That's my nature. So anyone who was also quiet was really something I resonated with, and I found that in Eckhart as well. Very quiet. So, that walk up the tour in those 45 minutes with a group of us was just immensely gratifying because we really soaked in the whole scenery, the space, and uh, truly, you know, what are dates and years and numbers and this happened in 300 years ago, that happened 750 years ago. It's really, uh, you lose out the essence of the present moment, which is his teaching. And I had a similar experience with him when we went in Thiruvanamalai, up the hill of Arunachala. So Eckhart was there with a small group of us, and it was a walk up in silence. I mean, the simplest thing—you know, there's no need for talking—and at such sacred places, I think that's the greatest gift: is a gift of silence. So even if it... actually, I remember, because Eckhart, from what I recall, loved walking. Whether it was these two hills, whether we took a walk in Findhorn, when he was giving a talk in Findhorn, the riverbed had dried up, and we a few of us went for a walk on the riverbed. We didn't speak, you see. So that's probably why I cherish those memories. But Ramesh, on the other hand, loved to talk, and it was such fun. You know, he couldn't sit still. His nature was like, okay, what's happening? And uh, you know, I remember with Ramesh once, I'm sitting in his living room, we are having soup. And we are sitting, and he's on his rocking chair like this, and he's looking at the room, and he says, What a wonderful room. And I'm like, (laughs) I told myself, Is this guy joking? Because he lives here, you know. But so spontaneous. It is a wonderful room, and for that, To come out, he was so in the moment, you know. So it was incredible because, of course, I mean, uh, Ramesh was Ramesh. But coming back to Eckhart, I even remember one incident at Vancouver when we had dinner and red wine was served. This was in the early days, you know, when I didn't know Eckhart much at all. And he had his glass of wine and he took a sip. Like we all take the first sip very, you know, gently and taste the wine and put it down. And then the man went around serving wine to everyone else, and he then came back to us, put some more wine, and went. And then I saw Eckhart picking up the glass again and going through the same gentle and slow ritual. And I thought that, you know, is this is not his first sip, because I just saw like ten minutes back or five minutes back. You know, so I looked at him, I said, Ekhar, just to clarify, you know, the the kind of uh, the way you approached this sip of wine is incredible to see, but I think I saw it before, is it a deja vu or what, you know? And he said, No, it is my second sip, but it is as if it's my first. <laughs> and then he burst out laughing, you know, and it was so true. So what I liked is when you can see the teaching being lived, whoever it is. You see, when anyone is living their teaching, that is a sign of authenticity, then you know it's no longer a theory. So with Eckhart, I mean, what stays with me most is the times when there was not much speaking at all.